Welcome to a very special episode of George and Charlie Off the Bridle. Not only is this our Royal Ascot preview, but thanks to our friends at Fitstairs, episode 7 is our very first podcast live. George and Charlie are at Annabelle's, joined by none other than one of the all-time great jockeys, Mr. Frankie Dettori. Sadly, I was unable to join the boys, something to do with an ignition key stuck in the car boot deep in the heart of East London, but that's another story. Sit back and enjoy. Here's episode seven. Hi everyone, thanks so much for coming along today. Uh, usually there's three of us, but Tony, who's our sort of... Um, Word be. Umpire. Umpire. Yeah, he keeps keep, us apart. Keeps us apart, keeps fellows um, intact. He's got his locked his keys in the car on the motorway, so he's uh, he hasn't made it. So I'll I'll try to host as best I can. Do you think that's true? Do you think he actually has done that or do you think he's jibbed? I don't think he's ever been to London before. <laughs> <laughs> he was worrying that he had the wrong shoes or something like that. So he's left us to it, but he's a good man. Um, we uh, yeah, we're waiting for Frankie. Um, I spoke to Frankie this morning, actually. I tried to call him about three times. He put the phone down on me three times. He is in a vile mood. So uh, just give you the heads up. Yeah, yeah. but hopefully, oh. hopefully he'll take... Every time you stick a microphone in front of him, he normally lights up, so he should be absolutely fine. But um, I actually was, saw him at Newbury today, and he, got, he fell off going down to the start as well. So I, that, wasn't, that didn't go down too well. Really brightened him up. But Charlie and I, but Charlie and I for those of you who don't know, both train in Newmarket. Charlie's living the dream at the moment, having lots of winners and has just bought Luca Kamani's very, very famous stables, uh, whereas uh, I'm hitting the crossbar left, right and centre, as he likes to tell me every five minutes. So, so I, if, you, if you haven't listened to the podcast before, um, we basically uh, end up slating each other for about an hour and laughing at each other's unfortunate results, um, of which poor George this week has had how many placed horses? I think I've had six places from eight runners, yeah. no winners. And Fellows goes in and knocks in a 25 to 1 winner and tips it on the podcast. Yeah. So again, I come off second best. But we basically set up, I don't know why we do the podcast, but we do. It's good fun. Charlie and I have been great friends for a long time. He's been training for a couple of years, a couple of years longer than me. And as a result, has a bigger team of horses, better horses. And she likes to po- point out <laughs> regularly. Um, but no, it's good fun. And it seems to get well, well listened to. So we've got Royal Ascot, obviously, next week. I spoke to the clerk of the course this morning because I have loads of runners, <laughs> not. Um, but I did take up a bit of his time. This time last year, I think they'd had about three or four mil of rain in the last month, whereas they've had 65 mil, and they're currently soft ground. So the ground is going to be a massive factor. I think ground is probably the most important thing when trying to decide whether you run a a horse in a certain race. And so so you must take into account how quickly the ground's going to dry out. Ascot's notoriously uh, very, very fast um, draining. So uh, despite it being soft ground now, there's every chance that we'll start the meeting on on good ground, I would think, although there are a few storms around. So just take that into, into account as the week goes on. If there's no rain, it will dry out and it'll be a nice, fair racing surface. Much to my disappointment. Yeah, you've, Charlie, you've got a couple. Well, i tell you what we'll do quickly because it won't take very long. Let's just talk through our, our runners at the meeting. 
while we wait for Frankie. Yeah, whilst we wait for Frankie, who's, who's ridden 60 Royal Ascot winners and counting. Um, I've got a couple of runners in, in the industry, we do call it for the badges, which is not ideal, but we've both got a runner in the Coventry. Charlie's in a fortunate position in that he's just inherited a horse. I'm not sure he's even seen it yet. Have you seen the horse you're running in the commentary? <laughs> the horse, that, yes, I have seen the horse. It's been with me for about a week now. Uh, as, as George said, I inherited um, some horses off another trainer who has decided to call it a day. And one of them is particularly good. He is called Boma Green. He ran once about three weeks ago at York finished third for Jeremy Nazida, very eye-catching, out the back and stayed on nicely. Um, he's come over to me. The owners are very keen to put him in the Coventry and then we'll see. He is going to gallop on Saturday. And Which I think it's a bit odd. Why do you think that's odd? The Coventry's on Tuesday. So yes. What are you going to just give him a sort of a half sort of half mile job? No. He won't have a proper gallop, will he? Yeah, he'll do a proper piece of work on, on Saturday. Oh, that must be where I'm this going. This is wrong. where you're going wrong, George. <laughs> They're not fit. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I generally, generally, you, you normally five days before is when you give them a proper piece of work, right? Because he came into the yard so late, I've wanted to give him as much time as possible Just to acclimatise. Somewhere in that massive yard of yours. Yeah. <laughs> and. <laughs> Thank you. And so therefore, I just wanted to give him a little bit more time to acclimatise before I gave him a proper piece of work. I think that a gallop on Saturday, freshen him up through Sunday, Monday and into Tuesday will be fine. He's got to work pretty well for me to run him. The owners are not desperate to run. They put him in just in case. If he flies on Saturday, and by fly, I mean I want to see Frankel-esque piece of work, then we might run him. And you know that if he runs, he's done something pretty exceptional on Saturday morning. So, um, so that's the story with him. Probably unlikely. You have... I've got a horse called Flash Henry, who I trained for my, for my brother-in-law. And actually, he, ran on, he just ran on Monday at Leicester. And uh, oh, so depressing. Just got touched off on the line, giving a filly 12 pounds. Anyway, my, Tim Gredley, my brother and I, is always so overambitious. And um, I knew full well when the phone rang and the following morning, he said, I've got a plan. I've got a plan. I said, please tell me we're not running that horse at Ascot. Yeah, we are. I said, we'll go to the Windsor Castle then. No, Coventry. So anyway, I've entered the horse in the Coventry, which is on Tuesday. He, he's, a, he's a horse by Cable Bay, who I'm sure Jakey Warren stands. Who, Jakey keeps ringing me. How's that Cable Bay? Till about a month ago. I said, Jakey, it's the worst horse I've got in the yard. Anyway, so he's pleased it's running. But um, I'll run Did him. Did you put it in the Windsor Castle? No, no, he's running in the Coventry. Full stop. Yeah. Well, he's. So we he, know who, who wears the boots in that relationship then. <laughs> Owner of Fathervilles at that point. But he's, uh, he's, not, he's not the fastest, so the six furlongs. And if they do get some rain, he, he won't disgrace himself. But he's certainly not one to um, be loading up on. I would imagine I'll beat your horse, considering you're galloping it on Saturday. We've been down this road before, yeah, okay. George. We don't do bets on our horses. You normally lose. Hang on, hang on. Our horses in the same races, I've been well on top recently. At Windsor the other night, you had another one that you hadn't seen before. When was that? Last. Didn't we have a bet earlier on in the year where we both thought we would... Was that the Spring Cup? Yeah, that was the Spring Pass. And you, we, I finished I, 16th, you finished 17th. <laughs> it, was a, it was a depressing day. Yeah. Um, and what else have you got? You've, you've actually got a really interesting horse who won at Salisbury this week who you've, you've chucked into the... So, so on Tuesday, just going day by day, Tuesday, we've got, I've got another horse called Khan Wenon who's entered in the Ascot Stakes. It's a race that I, do, I seem to do relatively well in. A nice horse called Endless Acres finished second two years ago. 
And this fella's got a very similar profile. He's won his last two. He is very laid back, which will help him because over two and a half miles, which is what the trip is, you've got to relax and they've got to lob round and save as much energy as possible. I looked at the betting and I think we are about 12 to one. And of the first 10 in the market, I am the only flat trainer with a horse in the first 10 in the market. The others are all jumps trainers. You've got Willie Mullins, Nicky Henderson. They've all got about five in there. Gordon Elliott. Um, he is not guaranteed to get in. He needs eight not to declare. Yeah, you might struggle. So he you try to you try to you've been running in specific like most of us are trying to sort of come down the weight. So you've been trying to get him up the weights, haven't you, in the last couple of runs? Well, he ran at York and then I ran him at Chelmsford, which I didn't think was the right track for him, but it was the last race that would work to get his handicap mark up. And actually he went and won again, but he I I fear his mark is not gonna be quite high enough to get in. If he does get in, he'll get in at the bottom and he could be very, very competitive. He's a really nice horse, very progressive, and I do like him. And um, what else have you got? I've got, we've, we've both got runners in the Hunt Cup. Wednesday? Yeah. You got anything Wednesday? Wednesday, the Hunt Cup, yeah. I bought a horse from Australia. He's going to run in the Hunt Cup. He's, a, he's actually a Group 1 winner in Australia. He's a Group 1 winner? Yeah, he won the Dunbar Cup. Oh, uh, it's a very good race, that. Yeah, Marlon yeah. McCorter. Yeah. Um, have you got anything else? Yeah, so Wednesday, uh, one potential runner, a horse called Man Kyan. He won first time out, which is very unusual for my yard at Salisbury a couple of days ago. And that's the end of my Royal Ascot, but I am hosting a picnic on the Saturday and anyone's welcome to swing by just to sort of dampen the blur of not having been particularly competitive this year. But it's the way it is. Charlie and I are both starting out. Oh, I'm starting out. Charlie's a couple of years down the line. Royal Ascot is like the Olympics. It's very hard to be competitive there. We've had horses run competitively and um, we're all sort of trying to build towards the future, really. Can we just give a round of applause for Frankie Dottori, everyone? Lanfranco Dottori. Look how smart you look. <laughs> you didn't need to put on your black tie for us. By the way, boys, uh, did you find any potential owners? Not yet. No, it's still young, Frank. <laughs> anyway, Frankie, you've yes. come from Newbury. How was your day today? Um, a day was... Uh, You've had better days. I uh, did a uh, press conference in Newmarket in the jockey club rooms. Rushed to slept most of the way to Newbury, where well, it rained, got there, and the ground was very soft. And then I legged it across the bridge. Got I was in the three o'clock, I got the three fourteen train. Unbelievable. That was my best performance to well, get the train. <laughs> <laughs> and then I went my son is working in a cocktail bar, so I went to surprise him and uh yeah, he, and that's why you're a little bit late. Sorry. Too many mojitos. Anyway, Frankie, we're, we're all here really to see you and catch up with you before Royal Ascot. Yeah. You've had 60, 60 winners, is that correct? Yes. Which is an extraordinary achievement, especially when... I'm only uh, 55 beyond Leicester. He's 115, so... Well, considering... <laughs> Another 40 years, I might catch him up. Well, maybe you can add Ro uh, Rocco's tally to, to yours as well. You're yeah. going to stay. I don't know if anyone saw actually in the press recently, Frankie announced that he would maybe delay his career slightly to ride with your son, which would be pretty, pretty cool, wouldn't it? Might be great. Uh, but, you, you, you know, when you're 14, is one minute he wants to be an astronaut, then he wants to be a rugby player, and one minute he wants to be a jockey. But So I'll just take it with a pinch of salt. But if he can make it, it'd be great. You know, uh, third generation. 
Yeah, no, it would be it would be fantastic. What, what are we talking about, Royal Ascot? We are going to talk what about Royal Ascot. What are you I, looking at? Well, I've got the notes here, which because totally notes. Oh god, I've got I don't notes like notes. He's done some research. This <laughs> is remarkable. Well, because someone has to do something. A, a part, a listen, I didn't like hear them. This post, podcast, it must be pretty good because everybody's talking about it. Well, we must try and get you on, but, oh, but actually, we've got you on now. But we're going to get you. <laughs> We're going to get you to the king's head as well. Frank, look, I think we probably, we have to start, we have to start with Stratovarius. When I turned up today, I spoke to the Fitstairs boys here and they were quite keen that Stratovarius, they were going to take Stratovarius on. And for me, he is, to me, he's the banker of the meeting and he looked awesome at York. And how did he feel? Uh, he felt, uh, we, we, the thing is, when you, when you have to run two and a half miles, you don't want to rev your horse up to 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 get him to go fast you actually you want to train your horse to try to get him to relax so he can run because it's the only time they're going to run two and a half miles so when he ran a york he, even he, he looked very rusty and, and uh, this is a special word lacklust is that lackluster lacklust yeah workman like maybe yeah but there was kind of there was you know, John thinking of, you know, let's let's try to get him out, but we're not, you know, make the Yorkshire Cup the be-all and the end-all of, of everything. Make sure that, you know, he, he keeps relaxed, but just get some fitness into him. Um, and I rode him on Monday on the grass before we had the, the deluge of rain, and, you know, it, it doesn't... Listen, when you work a mile, it's, it's just warming up, so it, it's not going to set the world alight, but it looks well, and... Uh, you know, I uh, he's captured the people imagination uh, because every race is won, is won in a fight. You know, uh, he, he breaks every mold of a stair. He's small and he's got a turn of foot. And uh, I think uh, you know, obviously been unbeaten last year, and you know, people latched on to him because you know what you're going to get with him. You're going to get, you know, a proper race and a good fight. So he's not going to be flash winning like Keats used to win by six or eight lengths. But, you know, with him, he's going to be, you know, he's, you know, gloves off and let's have a scrap. But That's what, what, what makes my life, you know, not that easy, you know. Yes. But as long as I can get him upside something, then I know he'll do the rest. But I think one of the moments from the meeting last year is when that gap opened up on the rail and he burst up that gap and you had this, it was a pretty, pretty special moment. What did it feel like? He, he whipped up the inside, didn't he? I, I didn't have much choice. <laughs> you just took your chance. I, 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 uh, I didn't think Ryan spoke to me for about a week, but... Well, that's what happens. Yeah. Is, is he the ride you're looking forward to most of all next week? Yeah, you've got an unbelievably strong book of rides next week. Probably well, the he is the had. one that I probably have more pressure on. I his favourite. Everybody expect him to do well. Everybody's gonna, you know, turn the telly on, watch the Gold Cup for that reason because, you know, he's become the people's favourite. You know, uh, if you have to, you know, the general public what goes racing, then you know they've seen when winning last year. They, they, you know, and and that. that with that reason, we carry extra pressure, and it would mean a lot more to me to try to win it for the second time. But and it's it's just normal to be like that. You know? And he, you know, he's going to be a strong favourite. I'm not sure what what price is he at the moment. Thirteen to eight. Uh, will lay two to one. It's going to be difficult with the DXD, the Melbourne Cup winner, and now it sounds like Q Guard is going to run while he's won the Ledger. So he's he's going to you know it's going to be a proper race. It's yeah, this going to be a. A walkover. And I think thirteen to eight is quite well, slim, really. I think you should squeeze his arm and just try to get some more. <laughs>
<laughs> he's certainly got a take on the young brigade, but I think he'd certainly he'll be up to it, and it's really exciting, Frank. Anyway, you've got an exciting book of rides on Tuesday. I see you've come in for, for a ride for your old mate, Sir Michael Stout. Is that right? Was that was that Wednesday? Well, Tuesday. Tuesday. Uh, what's the first one? No, Queen the Anne. Queen Anne. Right? You've the, got Hazapur. The Aga Khan, wide open. Uh, I, I really have no judgment on that. Have you sat on him? Have you sat on him? Not this year, no. no. Obviously, I rode him in the derby. Rode him in the stay. Yeah. And then I've got the... Um, light, uh, light uh, the, in, in the, the Coventry. Coventry. No Calyx. No Calyx. Uh, he tries, but I, I suspect he'll, he'll find a few better than him. He scrambled home at Newbury, and didn't he? Third right. race is the sprint. Yeah. That day is interesting because, you know, you never know with the Americans. Um... Joseph Osano. Yeah, he's on the doors. He's, he's unbeaten on the turf. And, you know, all the emphasis is going to be on Batash and Blue Point. So I hope they take each other on and might set up for me. But Who would you rather ride, Frank? Um, Batash or that's Blue Point? A, uh, I wouldn't know, I'll be honest with you. Batash has got to answer that Ascot question, hasn't he? Correct. Still? So I'd be like. Uh, Charlie's very keen. Aries last year. Yeah, exactly. Angel. There is a thing about. Asker, isn't it, Frankie? Some horses suit it and some horses don't. You know, he's to be time and time uh, again. You know, he's, uh, he's, as you've seen, he's, he gets himself wound up and having 60,000 people on the day, he's, he's, he won't help his cause, you know? so He behaved a lot better at, at um, Haydock. Haydock the yeah, other day. Yeah, but four people and a dog, you know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> it's just not, it's a, a, a bit different. So that's... I wonder if he'll have I mean, his he, I mean, he, he bombed out at York and the Ebo when there was a lot of people, and you know, with with him, you're taking a chance. Talking about dogs, apparently down there at York, there was a dog barking at the start, and that's where he lost his mind, which was quite interesting. <laughs> so you, you might not be wrong. <laughs> yeah, I suspect Charlie Appleby's got a <laughs> oh, yeah, Labrador yeah, yeah, at the yeah, start yeah, somewhere, yeah. barking away. Squeaky toy, hounds, hounds. Yeah. <laughs> and then obviously the, the uh, two damn hot. Yeah, then the, the fourth. That that's interesting because. The champion two-year-old. He's been very unlucky. Well, he, he had two weeks off with the splint, and then we had to rush him to get get him on the track for the Dante see if he was going to be a derby horse. And then, uh, you know, everything has been a rush. Interesting comments by John today. Hmm. Because, you know... He is an exceptional, exceptional, exceptional trainer. Fellow's had a good pop in the I last podcast. I had a right put pop it back in the last the, podcast. Because I said... And I it's said, unlike Gosden. It was a very unlike John Gosden training performance with Too Darn Hot this year. It just felt like everything was a little bit of an afterthought. Whereas I think this time, there's been more of a plan coming well, in here. It's, you know, the famous scene... Too many chiefs and not enough Indians. <laughs> then this be the case with two damn Everybody said an opinion and and you know things didn't work out. But um I you know I can tell by John's vibes and his dose is doing really well. I'm probably gonna sit on him on Saturday, but it's just to do a routine little bit. But uh, you could work him with fellows as a two-year-old. I, I can tell the vibes is good and uh, look, take nothing the way of the new favorite, he, he beat me fair and square. But I feel like it, I said to John and I wrote him in I feel I can bridge the gap. I read uh, today that he had a flu jab five days before the run at in the um, mm. RS two thousand guineas. Right. I mean, that's as a, for a trainer, that is absolutely remarkable because I would give mine a week off having had a flu jab, and yet John ran him ran him five days later. 
I don't know. I'm, well, I'm few, not to finish like, second is impressive. He, he's got. He's had that extra bit of time now, and and it, the, which the ground should be perfect for him, Frank, shouldn't it? He could he could have more speed than that than the Charlie Hills horse. If he's a if he's in, that, well, he, he should be faster than him. I think it's it's quite easy when you when when you slip under the radars and nobody, you know, basically the, the race was meant to be between me and. Magna Grecia, and uh, we I think we give we gave a, a, a freebie to Jamie. And in fairness, those won, won, won really well, but uh, he I won't get a freebie, no, he, won't get a freebie. <laughs> he will not get a freebie on Tuesday, right? Wednesday, Wednesday, <laughs> that's what I was talking about. Your ride, um, of Sir Michael Stout's horse, um, Crystal, yeah, Crystal Ocean. I um, I really like him because he loves the track, he is a good stayer, um. Yeah, apart from soft ground, uh, spot to Chris Stickos. He thinks he, he might be slow side of good on Tuesday. He thinks it'd be good ground on Wednesday. But it, it's suited. He's had two runs, two wins. He's a five-year-old. I, I, you know, I'm I'm more frightened about magical than uh, Sea of yeah. Class. I mean, Sea of Class going back to a mile and a quarter. Ascot when you come from last is very hard. I, I, I Royal Ascot, you don't see many horses coming from last. And she has a run. So, you know, it, I mean, uh, look, she might be a superstar and she's going to go and win. But, you know, I'm, I, I, you know, if I had the choice, I, I'm, I stick with mine. Sea of class. I completely agree with you. But this isn't their derby, is it? They are aiming at the arc. Who's going to ride they her? They want the arc. Do anyone know who will ride her? Because James heard. will ride um, you, George. Massa. <laughs> <laughs> Start running. Could happen. Um, James is going to ride Massar, isn't he? James Doyle is going to ride the Derby winner Massar, who's been off the track for quite some time. I think he's hoping that he might go to the um, hard, Hardwick. Hardwick. I, I bet he. Do you think he will? No, well, look, you know, I know what Sheikh Mohammed is like. You know, if you know, if he he he'd rather have a runner in the the big race than ever a winner in the Group Two. So sure. And he's the Derby winner, so you know, he's here for the five days. He's going to throw everything at the big, big races. Yeah. I mean, it's arguably the, the, the best, the best race of the meeting anyway. So, um, moving on Wednesday, what else have you got there, Frankie? That's uh, where my Queen Mary, there. nothing. Well, the racer, oh, the Duke of Cambridge. Nice. I rode the, Roda. She's all right. Yeah. Was only touched off recently by your filly. I rode her yesterday. She gave me a good feel. Yeah. Where was that? Long Hill grass. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, she's she's okay. In she, good form. Who's it's the Michael train her? Is that yes. the pity it's Michael trains? Yeah. Yeah, it was beaten her neck by Larty Dar in the at, at um, York. Yeah. Uh nice filly. Nice filly, yeah. Competitive I, race. Yeah, of course. He's always he always is. I by I do like it. I like I like Aidens in that as well. I can fly. Yeah. I think she's a bridesmaid, is that what you say? Yeah, possibly. Yeah, she does possibly like to she likes But she's good at Ascot. Ran very well in yeah, the... Yeah, but she does. She, she, when it gets to the last door, she doesn't. She yeah. never passes it. She, some horses like to stay with the others, and she, I think she's one of those. Mm. And have you got anything exciting in the handicaps for John Gosden? He's won the, well, um, the Hong Cup a few times. He's won Hong Cup, nothing. I, I know, and you know, I know. Is is your competitor? But he won't be anymore. But I love to win the Windsor Castle with bomb proof for Jeremy. Yeah. He's all right. He's, I mean, he's small, but he's quick. Bon so. Prefier, and you won on him at York, didn't yeah. you? And he's a tiny little thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, actually, to, sorry, talking about that, you can ask him about my Coventry horse because he rode it at York. Okay. Well, you better. Boma Green. Yes. The horse right. of Jeremy's. Yes. You rode it at York. We're probably not going to run, but it's entered. He's 
he, he probably wants a little bit further than seven. Six. Yes. That's the end. There of you that. go. That's more than I knew. <laughs> That's great. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Sure you, having... yeah you have to do some stores work as well because he's slow out. Was he... it? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But first time out, you give him a. No, you give him I a think chance. he's he's Was done it? it before you. Yeah. Okay. Right. Good. Right. Okay. So <laughs> one seven and do stores work. I knew it was worth getting you along, Frankie. That's right. great. Um, um, where else are we? Bombproof, yeah. Bombproof. Um, he's got it. He, he he's going to be an unlikely winner of that, really, isn't he, Frankie? It just looks a seriously fair. He was I impressive. I think he was very impressive. Castles, thirty runners. I've got got to be on the race side. I've got a tip in the Windsor Castle. Actually, there's a horse of Simon Chris who's called Al Ali, who is also by Society Rot and finished second at Nottingham. Yeah. No, at Ripon, yeah, Ripon. Ripon. And they clocked to the most incredible time at Ripon. Him and the winner. I think they're about eight lengths clear. And I was speaking to the Crispers yesterday. They're very keen on his chance. So it's a horse called Al Ali in the Windsor Castle against Frankie on Bombproof. Next Thursday, I've, you... I've only gone as far as the Gold Cup. What else have we got Thursday? What more have you got for Stouty? You've got th three rides for Stouty, don't and you? And I ride one in the Ampton Court uh, Sagittarius. Yeah, he's a big raw horse. He's probably he is, right. he's a typical he is. stout horse, isn't he? He's yeah, probably going to come right this time. I'll beat you in that, so that's fine. You don't need to worry about that race. What have you got? He's got the... the King, King, Ot King Otica. Oh, you've got King... We haven't... We've got 45 minutes in. We haven't mentioned King Ottica. No, no, can it's you... all about Frankie at the moment. Can we... Can... Don't worry about it. We can get to <laughs> when that later. I, when, when I'm off to ne the next uh, do, you can talk to Where me. are you going? Why are you running away from us? Where are you off to? You're looking very smart. I'm going to um, uh, a black tie dinner, obviously. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Frankie, what have you got in the Commonwealth Cup? Because that's always a highlight of the season. Oh, Ten Sovereigns' oh, favourite, Jack. I, I think yeah. I'm going to write Martin Mead. Advertise. Advertise. And actually, he, he, he ran poorly when Martin's horses were, were wrong. He could yeah. easily bounce back to form. I thought he worked great yeah. before the game. He's won a group one. And the, the way that the stable is going at the moment, you don't know. But I think they've, they sort of, he's given them a good break. Martin Mead, who's recently moved to Manton, he's got some big horses. They all let him down early in the season. He's given them a break. And it must be terrible back for trainer, it. you know, something like that happen, wouldn't it? Yeah, I mean, it's, it really is, actually. And the most important thing is, is keeping these horses healthy. Tell me something. In the spring, when you had all that coughing and sickness, did you get some? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think it's what it hung in, you hung over Newmarket. In the spring? I've been actually lucky. relatively lucky this year. We've been pretty healthy the whole way through. Mine was sick as dogs. That's why I didn't run so well. <laughs> That's a good excuse. Well done, Judge. <laughs> oh, and actually, Frank, you, what about um, you? Are you going to ride Pretty Pollyanna? What's the plan uh, there? Pretty Pollyanna named after my wife. Unfortunately, I don't train her. She's a group one winner. Frankie run a... I rode her in the Irish Guinness. I got a message. Don't think like that. <laughs> <laughs> this is Frankie in a nutshell. I, he, went, he rode Pretty Pollyanna in, in, in the Irish Guinness, finished second in last weekend. The only text I get at 7.30 in the evening, I rode your well, wife well this afternoon. <laughs> I did. <laughs> now, um, what's uh, the I plan, love... Frank? Are you riding her or no, you going to ride something else? John's running a filly of um, Eleanor Winfield at the Wendy Oaks called Sticks and Sticks, Sticks and Sushi, Sticks and... Twist and Shake. That's the one. <laughs> yeah. Sticks and Sushi. <laughs> Sticks and Shake, sorry. Do you go to Sticks and Sushi in Cambridge? Yeah, I do, yeah. yeah. Take the missus. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, I, she's, a, she's a big outsider, but we tried to, we tried to get her in the first three. Well, I think the, that's the banker of the week, actually, the O'Brien. I think she's unbeatable in that race. Which one? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Hermosa. 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 
Yeah, well, she is just such a wonderful filly, isn't yeah. she? I mean, if, if you had to pick one throughout the meet, is that one. Yeah. I don't think they, nobody can get near it. No, I mean, who, she's who, proven herself twice. Who rides doubts in that? Jubiloso, Joyo's yeah. first daughter. I would say um, James McDonald, if I have to say. I mean, it's not... She's been... Oh, James Mack is riding her. I knew that, actually, yeah. Did you? She's two from two and mightily impressive. And she's a she's a nine to two shot against group one. But again, she's going to be 16 runners, yeah, round the band. She might not have the experience. Exactly. Where, you know... Hermosa's got it all. Yeah, she's like... She's been the first two on front and that's it. Yeah. When that bell goes, she'll be heading for home, won't she? Uh, Chesham, Frankie, do you have anything in the Chesham? Well, Chesham, I you're a bit, no. no bit uh, You'll pick something up though, won't you? Probably. probably pick something up. Saturday's not my best day, what else? Uh, we're on Saturday. Invincible Army Invincible yeah. Army is a horse that always fl- flies under the radar. Yeah. We beat him a couple of times, didn't we, on James Garfield? Strong. <laughs> uh, yeah. But Invincible, I think Invincible Army is a horse that's, if he was trained, no disrespect to James Takes, he's clearly doing a fantastic job. But I he's think also he flying this year. Abs- I think he's striking at 30, 33%, which is incredible. It's remarkable. Uh, Must be giving them something. He's a vet. He is a vet. Yeah. Go and ask him. Yeah, he must be. Again, <laughs> this is being recorded. unbelievable. You, you, you're next door to him. Go and ask him. Yeah. Right, go on. Then. Um, no, and have you, and that's about it, I think, Frank. We've nearly got some. Wrote, um, I've got Willie Barnes said I can have one of his in the Queen Alexandra. But he left six in. I don't know which one. What about your mate, Wesley Ward? He says he's brought over the best bunch of horses. Yeah, I mean, for him. Uh, I don't, I look, the thing is, he's, he's bringing both jockeys here, what they've worn on the horses before. And uh, and it, you always know when you when you when you text him, it doesn't text you back. That that means you, I'm not getting anything. <laughs> <laughs> That's generally a good. Now usually it's one of those. Yeah, come over. You can stay in my apartment. Blah 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 blah. blah. You can come over to Miami, ride on my horses. Hi Wesley. Time. Anything for me at uh, Royal Ascot? <laughs> not of. Dicky Bell, <laughs> nothing, zero. Frank, you've been a star as always. I know you've got to get right, you can, you can. Thank you for popping in. We'll, talk we'll to take all some these guys about how good trainer you both are and who's better strike rate and who's got the most horses. Who char- you have been listening to the podcast. Who's, who's, who's charged the most or the less? You know, who's prepared to give deals? La, la, la. Anyway, you can carry on. Well, thanks very much. Thanks, Frank. Thank you very much. Okay, guys, we're gonna, we've, got, we've got a roaming microphone. If anyone would like to ask any questions, we'll do our absolute best to answer them. We've, we, we, we don't profess to know everything, but we, a lot of our friends are trainers and jockeys, so we might have a bit of inside information. If anyone's got any queries about individual horses or which race they're running in or any two-year-olds that you've seen run and win, we might be able to help you. If you could pick a jockey for Ascot, particularly Royal Ascot, any job. Tory, I mean, it's just, I know, but a bit, it would be Frankie, really, wouldn't it? He, you know, he, he, he uh, he's just, what, what he does is just, it's, it's just not really human. He's just magical. Yeah. You know, it, it, we saw it in the Oaks just two weeks ago, how he managed to win on that horse. It's quite I've got a hoof of a horse called Muchley, and Frankie was riding him. Yes. And I thought Frankie hopped off, picked him up, and ran in the last two furlongs, because just Amazing. no one knows how he you got You don't want him on a Tuesday at no. Yarmouth. <laughs> no. No. I don't know much about horses, but why is he better than the others? What is it he does differently? He seems, he just, he simply seems to come alive on the big days. He loves, as you could see, he's a showman. He loves the big occasion. 
he is always in the right place. He rides Ascot better than any jockey ever has done and probably ever will do. Um, and it's quite a tricky course to ride as well because the, stiff, the, the straight track is very stiff. I think it's incredibly difficult to make all on it. And um, the round track, I think, is actually the opposite. I think, if anything, you want to be slightly handy um, and you don't want to be stuck out the back because it's not the longest straight in the world. And Frankie, he, he just gets that and he is always in the right, right place. Is the draw a big feature at Ascot? Yeah, it is. Um, in all races, it is, especially at Ascot. I think mainly when, with the straight track, the draw is as important as where, the, where you're drawn uh, with the pace. Because it often often the straight track races can break and can divide into two two or maybe three groups, and um, so therefore you know you you want to be drawn where the speed is. As we saw in the Guineas recently, you know it was impossible for the horses drawn on the far side, um, the, the near side broke off. So it is, it is really important, but it's not necessarily which barrier you draw, which stall you draw. It's more about how the race is going to make up. And on the round track, I think like a lot of round tracks, you want to be on the inside. Yeah, just um, saving ground. You don't want to be drawn wide. There's no lot of trouble on the inside. That's the thing that I think that people are talking to me about the middle or the outside uh, because of the trouble. Everybody's just bumping into each other. I just don't know whether that's a factor or not. Because it's a short straight, yes, you often do get hard luck stories, um, especially if you are draw if you are right on the rail. Um, again, it depends of what distance you're running over. The ideal position on the round track is a couple back, one off the rail. That's really where you want to be because you know you'll get a bit of a clear run. On the straight track, it's going to be interesting because the ground, quick ground, normally it's relatively easy, even all the way across. It's going to be really interesting to see how the track dries um, over the next week or so. And there could actually be a bias ground-wise as well, which will make picking out winners in the handicaps later on in the week interesting, especially if there looks like there's a consistent bias. Often they say that the stand side is more protected and doesn't dry out quite so quickly as the far side. So if it's soft ground and it's drying up, we'll see. Well, normally you'll get a good idea the first day in one of the big handicaps or the big races that you know, which side you want to be. Yeah, sorry to hog the mic, but isn't, uh, isn't that Frankie's, that's what Frankie does best, isn't it? Yeah, he no, that, he does. He finds that gap. Exactly. And i tell you another guy, another fantastic rider talking about jockeys at Ascot is Jamie Spencer. And he is, he's a, he's a sort of Marmite jockey. You either love him or hate him, but at Ascot, he's fantastic. And that is his timing. Jamie always says, if you, if you chat away to him, the longer you wait at Ascot, the further you win, because it's actually quite a stiff track. You see results change very frequently later on there. You think it's a flat track, but it's not. And you've got to be patient. And uh, Spencer's another guy who's fantastic at Ascot. You've started to answer the question, but any jockeys to watch at Ascot now besides Jamie and Frankie? Yeah, no, as I say, uh, I, if, if you just before I came with that, Jamie and those handicaps is fantastic. Ryan Moore will be riding a lot of a lot of the fancied horses for Aidan O'Brien. Ryan's going to be well mounted this week. What about young jockeys coming through when that Oshie could make Murphy's a splash? basically conquering the world at the moment. You know, I don't know if anyone follows it. Oshin's just on fire. He's ringing up himself for rides. You know, he, he, he rang a, f a friend of mine who's training the other day and said, oh, it, who's riding that horse in that race? I'll ring it. He's, so he'd be one. He's just, he's unstoppable. So he'd be another one to follow. A uh, bit of a fancy question. Sort of over 20 years ago now, Frankie Dutori won every race on that infamous day at Ascot. Obviously, he's not going to be racing a full day this year. But do you, can you ever perceive that happening again with a different jockey? Obviously, you know, never say never, but could, it, could lightning, you know, strike twice? 
No, it certainly couldn't happen at the Royal Meeting just because it's just so competitive, but it's not impossible for it to happen um, at, a, at a lesser meeting. But I think it was just like an extraordinary feat by him. I know it said, he said it changed. He drove down as a normal person down to that meeting, and when he left, he was Frankie, Frankie Dottori was born. I, he, I'm, heard him talk about it many times so i don't think it can i don't I, i'd be surprised if it ever happened again and especially on a day which held a group one race as well i mean richard hughes did it at windsor one night when i was there. he had six out of seven or seven out of eight but for frankie to go to Ascot and do it with a group one winner was pretty extraordinary i'm sure if it's theirs um we can give both george and charlie a 200 pound charity bet so if you're both given 200 pounds to bet what what would you bet for the royal meeting I'll, I'll back uh, that Christopher two-year-old, that Al Ali, who's about 12 to 1 for the Windsor Castle. Al Ali. Really? Yeah, I hear he, he's a very, very good horse. That's a big tip. That's a very, really? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I know it's not, I mean, I would have it, if it was life or death, I'd have it on um, on Stratovarius, actually. But if we're going to have a bit of value, if, I give, if at least if it wins, I'll give you a bit of a thumping. Um, <laughs> so I'll go for that. Charlie, don't please put up one of your own. So boring. <laughs> I was actually going to put up one of my own. Am I allowed to do that? Surely I'm allowed to do that. So dull. Okay, so, okay. Put your one up of your own, and then put. I up haven't one even up. talked about him yet, so you know I probably should be able to, you know, have a little bet on him and then talk about him. You know, tear him up. Uh, I run a horse on the Thursday called King Ottaker. George is so bored of me talking about this horse because I've talked about him all winter. All spring, and I continue to talk about him. He's a very good horse. He um, will run in the Hampton Court on Thursday. He is the best horse I've ever trained. He is exceptionally good looking. And he was very impressive on his first start this year. And then he didn't stay at Chester over a mile and a half um, on bottomless ground. We dropped back to 10 furlongs. And although okay, 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 we're winding it up. <laughs> <laughs> King Oscar. Uh, and I'll just give you a quick tip as well. I've got one running on Monday called Rut, and you're going to do a quick tip outside of Royal Ascot. Um, I've got a horse running at mo on Monday at Windsor called Rahi, and I nearly, I nearly put him in at Ascot, and I didn't. And he's going to go to Windsor, and he'll win on Monday. So, And Charlie, what have you got coming up? Have you got one tomorrow? You think you'll fill your win tomorrow? Well, we've got Gosden to beat. Might be tough. The official hosiery supplier of Royal Ascot, uh, Robbo is here uh, from Oliver Brown. If anyone needs a top hat next week, he's your man. He's got a final question. Godston's uh, first horse in the Oaks that got chopped to pieces. How do you pronounce the name? Medaya. Medaya. That's got to be the nap of the meeting if that runs. In the Ribblesdale. Doesn't run. Does it not run? Doesn't run? There you go. That's me out there. <laughs> <laughs> Shop at Oliver um, Brown. Tails available for £200. <laughs> uh, Rental. You got your plug in. You got your plug in. <laughs> anyway, thanks for having us. Sorry, we droned on a little bit, but it's, uh, it's really nice to come up and have a great week, everyone. If, if you see us at Ascot, we'll buy you a drink, and uh, it's a great week. Enjoy. So, thanks. So, that was episode seven. A brilliant live audience, laughs, and a lot of fun. Thanks to Fitstairs, thanks to Annabelle's. And a major thanks to the one and only Frankie Dettori. We'll see you all the other side of Royal Ascot. We hope you've enjoyed listening to the latest episode of George and Charlie Off the Bridal. Follow us on Twitter at Bridal Podcast and make sure you subscribe so that you never miss an episode. Goodbye. Goodbye.